Welcome to The Creative Connection with Pastor Ed Young. It's a joy to have you with us today. Pastor Ed leads Fellowship Church in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. In today's sermon, Pastor Ed Young dives into the details of the Leaving Lust Vegas series, shedding light on God's blueprint for sex. Discovering God's plan, Pastor Ed emphasizes that true sexual freedom is intricately woven into the boundaries of marriage. This program is just a glimpse of what Pastor Ed has to offer. From global missions to his latest inspirational books and daily devotionals, there's something for everyone. You can find all of this and more at edyoung.com. And here's an exclusive offer for our listeners today. Download a free chapter of Pastor Ed and Lisa's newest book, A Path Through Pain, at edyoung.com. With refreshing vulnerability and power, A Path Through Pain shares their family's journey from sorrow and anger to hope and healing after the tragic and sudden loss of their daughter. As they share their incredible perspective, they will inspire and equip you to believe that there is purpose in your pain, even if you can't see that purpose yet. Now, let's get into today's message called Seven Days of Sex. Welcome to The Creative Connection with Pastor Ed Young. Over the last several centuries, here's what the church has said about sex. Not much, not very much. We've allowed our culture to hijack sex from us, yet here at Fellowship Church, we're changing all of that because God, from cover to cover, talks about sex. For example, He made love, He invented love, thus those of us who are true believers can really make love. Have you ever thought about that? We're the sexperts. True sexual freedom, we're going to find out, occurs within the guidelines and guardrails within the stanchions of God's directives. Here is where we have freedom. Here is true liberation. Here is true creativity. Here is true, are you ready for this? Worship. Did you realize when a husband and wife make love, it's an act of worship? Did, did, did you realize that when you fulfill your spouse's desire, it's a part of your discipleship? AOL just conducted a study, and this study had to do with 60,000 fathers. 79% of these fathers said that they want more sex. 60% of these guys said that they regularly view porn, and then 40% of these fathers now said their sexual advances are rejected at least once a week. Isn't that amazing? So those of us who are Christians, those of us who understand the, the gospel, we should be the experts. We should be the ones who understand what it really means to make love. But to make love in marriage, you're going to have to make time for it. Uh, I've been married for a while. Lisa and I have four kids, and I've, I've discovered something. There's some bedroom barriers that you have to get over if you're going to have a wonderful sex life. 
So today we're beginning this experiment, seven days of sex. But let's talk about some barriers, because during this week of whoopee, we're going to have to deal with these barriers. Now, the first barrier that we all deal with, those of us who have kids, have got to be children. I mean, I mean kids, K-I-D-S. I've written about this in a book, Kid CEO. You know what KID stands for? Keeping intimacy at a distance successfully. <laughs> kids. And if you don't believe me, just crank out a couple of kids. And it's amazing how they can keep you from sex. And some of the students are like, oh man, you mean my mom and dad are going to have sex every day for a week? Ah, it's just gross. I don't want to think about it. Ah. Well, you better think about it because that's why you're here. If they hadn't have done it, you wouldn't be here. But we got to talk about this, this stanchion. This is a bedroom blockade. See, on one hand, we have the freedom, the sexual liberty of sex in the marriage bed. This is where God wants us to practice it. But we've got to deal with kids. This next barrier, this next stanchion is career. I mean, a career is, is a blockade to sex because we give our best in the marketplace. The, the, the best offensive octane we have, the creativity, the ingenuity, we're into it, we're on point. We look the best, we dress the best, we're just striving to achieve. That can be a blockade to sex. Another blockade to sex has got to be this one, commitments. So many of us, I mean, if we were totally honest with ourselves, we'd go, you know what? I'm overcommitted, I'm overstimulated, and everything is just over the top. It is not that we have a problem with commitment. I would argue we're just committed to the wrong things. I didn't say bad things, just the wrong things. So it's time that we move the stanchions. So as we move the stanchions and free ourselves up, we're going to do this sex experiment. Are you ready for the sex experiment? I am ready for the sex experiment. Because sex is all about intimacy, and intimacy is all about sex. Believers should have the best sex life because we understand that sex comes from God. There's seven things that's gonna happen in your marriage over the next seven days as you make love over the next seven days. Number one, we're fulfilling God's purpose. When we make love in marriage, we're fulfilling God's purpose. See, the stanchions are down. We have the freedom to make love. We're fulfilling God's purpose. The Bible says this. The Bible says, for this reason, for this cause, a man shall leave his father and mother and shall cleave to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. It doesn't say the two will be one flesh. The two shall become. It's that becoming part that's challenging. So every time you have sex with your spouse, you're fulfilling God's purpose. Let's look at the second thing. Not only does it fulfill God's purpose, also it reveals your true self. When I have sexual intercourse in marriage, it reveals my true self. That's why Lisa and I wrote this book called The Marriage Mirror. Marriage is a mirror reflected 
in marriage is Ed at his best and Ed at his worst. As I look into Lisa's eyes, that's what I see, a big mirror. When she looks into my eyes, that's what she sees, Lisa at her best and Lisa at her worst. But notice the third reason, the third thing that'll happen when we make love for the next seven days. It will thwart sexual temptation. Have you ever thought about the role that you play in the lust quotient that your spouse deals with? Have you, have you ever thought about that? I want to say a 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 5 word, okay? Because we're talking about congregational copulation, right? Do not deprive, husbands, wives, do not deprive. In other words, let's put that positive. That means fulfill. Do not deprive each other of sexual relations unless you both agree to refrain from sexual intimacy for a limited time. One's in the mood, one's not in the mood. What do you do, what do you do? Do you wait and say, you know what? I'm just gonna wait until we both feel it. And when we're both amped up and we're both on the same page, then we can do our thing. If you wait that long, you'll never have sex. Well, yeah, maybe once a year on your anniversary or if you go to Bora Bora, win some trip with your company, but it ain't gonna happen. What do you do when one's in the mood and one's out of the mood? Well, the Bible says, don't deprive each other of sexual relations. In other words, do it. In marriage, it should be all about unselfishness. We're believers. We have submitted our lives to God. Our bodies are His, our bodies are our spouses. We're to meet one another's needs. So it should be a whole thing of unselfishness. And the scripture says, as we fulfill one another's sexual urges, guess what's gonna happen? Look at the last part of verse five. You won't believe this, man, this will mess you up. So you can give yourselves more completely to, say it with me, Prayer. <laughs> Are you ready for this? Sexual fulfillment in the rack, in the bed, is all about seeking God and knowing His will and praying better. <laughs> Again, please, this week, do not take my name in vain. Well, it said. No, 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 don't be doing that. I'm talking about God's Word. God said, fourth thing, we're establishing a legacy. So it's the fulfillment of God's purpose. I'm revealing my true self. I'm thwarting sexual temptation and I'm establishing a legacy. You see, Jesus is Lord over our loins and God, has your body for a reason, and your spouse has your body for a reason. You wanna leave a legacy? You wanna, you wanna impact your kids? Make love regularly. You're listening to The Creative Connection with Pastor Ed Young. We're halfway through today's incredible message, and we hope it's been an inspirational part of your day. As we pause for a moment, we want to thank you for joining us and for your continued support. This ministry, focused on sharing the gospel, is possible because of listeners like you. As a token of our gratitude for supporting The Creative Connection, we have a special gift for you. 
we'd love to send you a complimentary copy of Pastor Ed and Lisa Young's newest book, A Path Through Pain. This is a powerful book they wrote after the sudden death of their oldest daughter, Lee Beth. They share profound truth that even in the darkest moments, pain and joy can coexist. To receive your free copy, visit edyoung.com. It's our way of saying thanks for your gift to help take the hope of Jesus to people around the world. And if today's message has touched your heart, consider supporting us. Your contributions, no matter the size, help us continue spreading God's word and bring hope to many. Visit edyoung.com to learn how you can make a difference. Now, let's continue with today's message. You're listening to The Creative Connection with Pastor Ed Young. Now, are you ready to hear from Lisa? I am. All right, Lisa. As Ed said, we are created in the image of God, and because of that, um, we have the right to celebrate this great gift that he's given us of sex. But just as we're created in his image, we're also very uniquely male and uniquely female. So we've seen already, as Ed's described, the man's perspective, the man's uh, view of sex and the sexual needs. But then there's the woman's side of sex and how so much of what we um, think about sex plays out in how we participate in the marriage bed. And I have a confession for many, many years, I had a warped view of what sex should be like in marriage. And I did not look to scripture and did not look to to what God says about sex. I just used what I had grown up with or my cultural experience or whatever. And I've come to find out that this, this gift is very beautiful, but it also plays a huge role in the intimacy of our marriage, not just the physical intimacy, but the emotional intimacy, our spiritual intimacy, it all is woven together. Um, I think about in our relationship, uh, so many times there's a, a misnomer, a misconception as far as the husbands and the wives. And Ed talked about it earlier when he mentioned selfishness and being unselfish in our fulfillment of uh, our spouse's needs. Too often I hear couples who'll say, well, you know, I want to give 50% and he'll meet me with 50% and we meet halfway. And that's contrary to what God has called couples to do individuals in a marriage to do. We're called to give 100% unconditional love to our spouses. And they're called to give 100% to us, and to the other. And so it uh, molds and melds, and that's how that one flesh comes into play. It's 100% from both sides. Now, the charge I'd like to give to guys today, because Ed's spoken a lot so far, and I want to give a, a charge to you men. I want you to do what the scripture says, which is to love your wife as Christ loved the church. You talk about 100%. Jesus didn't come halfway. He didn't come with 40%, 50%, 60%. He came with 100% enthusiasm, giving his life sacrificially for the church. And that is what he's called you. It's a reflection of that in your marriage, to give yourself to your spouse to honor her. When Jesus died on the cross for us, he was placing a high value on our lives. And when you love your wife that way, you're putting a value that is just, we can't even understand it. 
And one of the greatest struggles that women has, have are with their self-esteem. Feeling, having the right view of themselves the way God created them. And so often their view of themselves is directly based on how you treat them. I know that. I know when, if Ed is, is treating me um, in an honorable way, I feel that so deeply and richly. And there are many women who are sitting in this place today and they don't feel that value. They don't feel the love and the sacrifice from you as a husband. And, and so it's time to step up 100% value her the way God values her. And he valued her so much that he gave his son for her. That's the kind of love that they need, that we need. Now, I also want to tell, give you another charge. Lead out spiritually. As you're giving of yourself sacrificially and honoring your wife, lead out spiritually because that's the deepest need that she has is to know that you're guiding and directing the family in this tremendous uh, holding that banner high of the spiritual walk with God. Now ladies, I wanna give a word to you as well. We've talked a lot about the sexual needs of a man. And I wanna give you a charge because I think that we, um, for some reason, use more than we would like to admit sex as a leverage or um, as a reward system, a punishment, as Ed mentioned before. We have the opportunity. It's not a curse. It's not a duty. It's an opportunity to be the great lover of our husbands. The great lover of our husbands. And by doing that, by being that person who is enthusiastic about sex, who is encouraging about sex, who looks forward to sex, who plans for it, for, plans for sex on our own, who initiates it, we have the opportunity to put guardrails around our marriage, to protect their minds and their hearts from lust, from pornography. Because so often that creeps in when rejection has taken place over and over and over again. I want to share with you a passage of scripture. It's found in Ephesians, Ephesians chapter 4. And this is a, a, a verse, one verse in particular, that Ed's dad read at our wedding. And I have recommended it for so many couples. And it is a, a passage of scripture that you need to adopt and live by. It's Ephesians 4. Um, and I'll start with verse 29. And apply this as a husband-wife relationship. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God with whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, and anger brawling and slander along with every form of malice. And I know that as we talk about this very important thing, this, this sexual uh, week of uh, experiment, I know that there are many who are dealing with bitterness and rage and anger. But in light of this next verse, I want you to deeply consider the next step. And that is uh, Ephesians 4 verse 32. But be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ, God forgave you. In light of what Jesus did on the cross for us, we cannot hold back forgiveness for our spouse. Whether it's woman to man or man to woman, we must be 
uh, people of forgiveness because we have been so freely forgiven. God wants to do a miracle in your marriage. And he will use this experiment, the seven days of sex challenge. He will use that so that things are talked about, discussed, but more importantly, that forgiveness is given so that marriages can be healed and God can truly take your marriage to a holy another level. A holy another level. Well, Lisa and I wrote this journal uh, several months ago for marriage. It's called the Creative Marriage Journal. And on one side is he said, on the other side it's she said. And in the beginning, I uh, wrote marriage is not so much for your happiness as much as it is for your holiness. And it has different scripture verses. And Lisa, what we would like to challenge um, the spouses to do here during this experiment is actually to write down what you're experiencing. And we're not talking about anything explicit or something like that, but just what God is doing in your life, what's happening, the intimacy that you're experiencing. And after you've done this for the next seven days, he said, she said, after you've done this, then we're gonna talk to you about emailing this uh, to our website, because we're gonna use um, some of these experiences, some of these stories as we continue to talk about this sex experiment. And next weekend, we're gonna continue this as, as, as I conclude the seven things we need to think about whenever we make love to our spouse. And we're gonna talk about some other exciting and in-depth issues. And I just wanna add, um, you know, it's great that, that uh, this has kind of sparked interest from media yeah. and all of that, that's wonderful. But the most important thing here is not about a gimmick or, or a lure to get people to church. It's about those who are married, who want to seek God's best for their life, to go deeper in their relationship, first and foremost with God, but in the relationship with your spouse. That's right. Culture has robbed sexuality from us. They've hijacked and, it. They've hijacked it. And it is time for marriages to be so strong and so beautiful that we just absolutely shock the world. And Ed and I, more than anything I can think of besides establishing a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, want you to know that the marriage is the most important earthly relationship. I mean, our heart beats so hard and fast to see couples take seriously what God wants to do in your life. He wants to make you a, a, a sign. He wants your life to be a sign for the world to see that God's way works. And so I just ask and, and that you would pray over this singles. This week, great, have your chocolate cake, but pray, pray for marriages, because you know married couples that need right. this type of, of just a revolution in their marriages, so pray for them. And pray for your own purity and for the future relationships that God has for you, because He does have such a beautiful picture of what marriage should be. And you know, uh, for a long, long time, the church has sort of kicked the bed out and they kicked God out of the bed. And I'm so excited that the church is bringing the bed back into her midst. But I've got news for you. God has never left the bed. He's never left the bed. And He is Lord and He wants the best for all of our lives. So there's no telling what's gonna happen as we do this experiment and as we talk about these issues, and as we understand, Lisa, what it means to leave Las Vegas and live in this place of grace. 
Thank you for being with us today on The Creative Connection with Pastor Ed Young. We hope this message has empowered you to stand firm in your faith and to shepherd your family with wisdom and courage. Your role is pivotal in nurturing a God-honoring environment, and it's our prayer that you would feel supported and equipped in this journey. Your support is so important in helping us share the gospel of Jesus with a hurting world. As a token of our gratitude, we're offering you a free copy of A Path Through Pain by Pastor Ed and Lisa Young. Visit edyoung.com to claim your book and learn more about how you can support Ed Young Ministries. Join us next time as Pastor Ed continues the series, Leaving Lust Vegas, with a message called, On the Eighth Day. In this message, we'll discover the blessings of godly sex and how it will benefit your marriage. Stay connected with us at edyoung.com for more great content and ways for you to be part of what God is doing through the Creative Connection. Thanks for listening. Until next time, God bless.